0: reading from verse 7 that Herod when he had privately called the wise men this is talking about around the nativity where birth of Jesus was happening the Bible says that the wise men came to Herod and when Herod privately called the wise men he inquired of them diligently what time the star they were following appeared and he sent them to the city of Bethlehem and said go and search diligently for the young child and when ye have found him, bring me word that I may come and worship him also. These wise men or some historians believe them or deem them to be magi, these people that would read the signs of the skies to uh, see what the spiritual happenings or to be able to foretell of things or know when prophecies were being fulfilled. Uh, the Bible says that they were coming to give honor to this child that would be the be born king of the jews and uh, this uh, king herod when he had heard that these wise men had come seeking this child this christ child that was to be born that he uh manipulated was trying to be manipulative and he told them to bring him word about this child and where this child was so he can come And worship him also because he understood what to do when this Christ child would be born. Even though he had the title of a king, he knew where his worship belonged. Doesn't matter where your title falls, your worship belongs in one place. Amen. When they heard the king, the Bible says they departed and lo, the star which they had saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. and When they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him because that's what you do when you come into the presence of Jesus. Everybody say you worship. You worship. Amen. Not only did they worship, the Bible says, and when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. So these wise men came to find this Christ child, but they came to do something, and they did not come empty-handed. Bible says they, they had exceeding great joy, and I believe they left with that same great joy because they found what they were looking for. Hallelujah. And that's what happens when you begin to find something that you've been searching for for a long time. You've been waiting on something for a long time. And when you finally get there, when you finally find it, it should bring a sense of joy on the inside of you. Hallelujah. But whether they found it or not, they were prepared. They had something with them that they would present unto this king. Hallelujah. And I believe that the condition of how they left with that exceeding great joy was a direct result of the condition of how they came. They came to worship. They came with gifts. Hallelujah. And I believe that that can happen today. If someone has come to worship, if someone has come bearing some things for the king, you can leave with exceeding great joy. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise God. And I believe that God, he designs for when we gather and assemble ourselves together for us not to leave empty. Amen. Amen. Say, I don't want to leave empty. I say, I don't want to leave the way I came. But the key to leaving different and leaving with something is how you come here today. Because if you want to leave with something, you can't come empty handed to the king. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't leave empty handed today. Amen. Let's lift our voices and ask God to speak to us, to bless us today. Thank you, Lord God. We understand the presence that we're in right now. We want you to have your way among us, Lord Jesus. Heal, deliver, set free, break through, mend the broken, lift spirits, fill those that are empty with your spirit. Lord, provoke those that need to make decisions to repent and be baptized. Provoke them to good works today. In the name of Jesus, we feel your presence. We know you're here and we honor you, Lord Jesus. And we present unto you worship. We present unto you gifts, hallelujah, from our spirit. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. Why don't you lift your voice and honor him one more time. Hallelujah honor and thank the king that is in this place hallelujah oh hallelujah 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 amen you may be seated hallelujah today I want to preach to you uh, a word that would challenge a colloquial or traditional mindset in how we approach uh, church And coming to the house of God. In the text, the Bible tells us that the wise men came to see this Christ child. And when they got there, they began to give gifts to the baby. And when they left, they left in a condition that the Bible calls exceeding great joy. And I do believe that the condition of how they left was a result to the condition of how they came. They left with joy because they came with gifts. But I also believe that the very opposite can also happen. If you come with joy, you can leave with gifts today. Hallelujah. There are certain things that we are wired to expect When we approach the presence of the Lord and we gather together in a house to give worship and to hear from God. We expect to worship and we expect to listen to the preached word of God. We expect to pray and we do expect to give and we do expect to leave at some point. And we expect these things because we know the regular or natural occurrences when we come to a church service. And because we expect to experience these regular occurrences, we make the proper preparations to experience them. The singers will probably get together and think of some songs that would be appropriate and practice them and rehearse the preacher will look into the word of the Lord prior to service to find what is the mind of God and most people that come to church will come to church on time praise God and most people are prepared to be engaged in the activities in that service and I do believe that in every apostolic atmosphere that a miraculous manifestation of the power of God should be a regular and natural occurrence when we come together. Hallelujah. In a Holy Ghost filled spirit led church when a church like that is expecting God to be there healing will be a regular and natural occurrence. Hallelujah. I don't find anywhere in the Bible where it describes the term supernatural because the things that are out of the ordinary that are recording in scripture should not be extraordinary they should be the ordinary hallelujah so God touching your body and healing your body and healing your spirit and touching your mind and saving souls should not be an anomaly when we come to an apostolic atmosphere fear. It should be a regular occurrence. Oh, hallelujah. When we come to church, we should expect people to be baptized in Jesus' name. When we come into the house of God, we should expect to be involved in explosive worship, to see Holy Ghost-filled people being transformed by the power and the preached Word of God. Hallelujah. When I come to a church like that, I'm expecting God to heal. I'm expecting God to to deliver I'm looking for it I'm waiting for it I'm in anticipation for the power of God oh, Hallelujah! I'm not just waiting on somebody else to feel a tingle down their spine then I'll expect God to come there to my seat I'm expecting God to do it whether my neighbor gets it or not I come to get something from the king This is not something that I do just to check off a box in my weekly to-do list. I have come here to give honor and pay homage to the King of Kings. And is there anybody here that has come to give honor to the King? Anybody here expecting God to do some things that man can't do, that a doctor can't do, that a financial planner cannot do, that counseling cannot do? I'm expecting God to do what only he can do. Hallelujah. So I want God to heal. I want God to deliver. I want God to feel. I want God to set free. I want God to make people whole again. I want God to set at liberty them that are bruised. I want God to open blinded eyes. I want God to unstop deaf ears. Hallelujah. Whether physically or even spiritually. I'm expecting God to loose angels in this place. I'm expecting God to loose tongues in this place. I'm expecting God for the gifts of the spirit to be an opportunity when I step into an arena and an atmosphere where his spirit has the liberty to do whatever he is planning to do. Hallelujah. Expecting to see miracles perform right before my very eyes and because I expect these things, I've got to make the proper preparations to experience those things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah if I've just come to be a spectator, chances are I will see what God does, but I will not be a part of what God does. Hallelujah. I need to challenge some people's mindset today in how you approach the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's not about, well, I'm just going to go and see what happens. No, I'm going to go and I'm expecting God to be who he says he is. And if he's, If he is who he says he is, then everything that I need is going to be in that place. Hallelujah. I've got to make sure that I'm prepared so that when I come, I don't leave empty-handed. The Bible gives us a very strategic scripture in how we ought to approach the presence of the Lord. And it's found in the book of Psalms. And most of us will be familiar with, With this scripture, it is quoted quite frequently in a a church that praises God a lot. And this scripture tells us in Psalm 100, make. (laughs) Somebody say "Make." make. That means whatever's to follow might not come naturally to us. Whatever the directive is to follow that first opening statement, make. It might not be within our feelings to do that. But the Bible has given us a command and a directive to, everybody say make. make. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It didn't say wait until your favorite song was sung. It didn't say wait until you feel like getting out of your comfort zone. It didn't say wait. It said make. Hallelujah. And today, I need to find about five or six people that are willing to get out of it. Oh, hallelujah i got to break out of how I feel right now, and I've got to make it happen. Hallelujah. I might not feel like clapping, but I'm going to clap my hands unto the Lord. I might not feel like lifting my voice, but I've got to. Come on, that's awesome. The Bible says, oh, clap your hands, oh, ye people. But the writer had to go on because he knew that clapping might be the easiest thing to do. So he didn't just stop at clapping. And he said, clap your hands, all ye people. And you've got to open your mouth. You've got to lift your voice. you got to invade the atmosphere with the sound. Clap your hands and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. You've got to make it happen. You've got to make a noise. And it's joyful because the noise is unto the Lord. Somebody say, I ought to make myself do it sometimes sometimes my life doesn't give me the best opportunities and the best circumstances to give God the praise that he deserves and I know he deserves it and I know I want to give him that type of praise but where I'm at right now it doesn't give me a reason to give God oh hallelujah well he woke me up this morning for one started me on my way hallelujah gave me a brand new mercy fresh out the wrapper I I got a reason to give God what he we deserve And for most of you in this room, you—this is—you're not a novice. This is not—you're not on your uh, initial journey in living for God. So uh, you've been through a little bit of life, and you're still here. And the reason why you're still here is not just because of your own decisions, but you've been kept by the Spirit of God. The hand of God has been on your life, and we have a reason to give God the praise because whether we know it or not, whether we felt it or not. God has been there the whole time. Yes, I understand that sometimes we are the collateral damage of other people's mistakes and bad decisions, but God is still good. I know sometimes we cannot control what the doctor's prognosis is, but God is still in control. And I don't believe somebody else's report more than I believe the report of the Lord. I've got a reason to give God the praise. Hallelujah. And even if I don't feel like it, I've got them. Some of you had to make yourself come to church today. Let's be honest. Some of you had to make yourself get out of bed, hallelujah, someday prior to this day today, hallelujah, because some things were trying to hold you bound so tightly that you didn't even feel like going to work, you didn't even feel like talking to anybody, but you had to make yourself, oh, hallelujah, can I tell you sometimes, in order to make yourself do some things, you gotta shake yourself, out of oh, You can't just sit there and allow the enemy to put pressure upon you and sedate you and comatose your worship. You've got to shake yourself out of that mindset. I had a discussion about life's ups and downs and sometimes the ups and the downs are so uh close together it's almost like a roller coaster ride you can rejoice one day about something great that's going on and then you get a text or a phone call or something happens you get a letter in the mail or something and when you were just at that pinnacle point feeling good about God and about life all of a sudden here comes that downslope but how do you mitigate that the best way to mitigate that is to open your, I don't, I can't explain it, but I've done it and it works. Hallelujah. When you feel that feeling coming, you do not accept those thoughts and those feelings and that spirit of heaviness. You've got to replace that heaviness with something else. You've got to put on something else for that heaviness that is trying to. Oh, hallelujah. And the best way, you ain't even got to have all the words. You're too embarrassed to do it. Lock yourself in the bathroom. Get yourself in your car and give God a good shout. I don't have a deep revelation for you. I don't have an explanation, but something happens when you begin to give God a shout of praise and make noise unto the Lord. Something has to let you go. Something has to fall off of your shoulders. Oh, hallelujah. I wonder if we could try that right now. Just lift your voice and begin to... Some of you have never done this before. Some of you haven't done it in a while. But you need to resurrect a praise on the inside. Can I tell you something right now? It is not physical. And sometimes it's not even all spiritual. It may be spiritually oriented, but it's a psychological warfare. If you can get the right, oh, hallelujah. He's attacking your thought life to make you, it's all about your faith. It's all about what you believe about God and yourself. And if he can get you to see yourself in a way that God never ordained for you to look at your, oh, hallelujah. But sometimes you got to shout louder than the negative thoughts that are in your head. Drown out the thoughts that the enemy is trying to put in there. Drown out every naysayer. Drown out every voice that is contrary to the voice of God in your life. And you don't do that by accident. You do that by incident. Hallelujah. You've got to intend and intentionally make that happen. Make a joyful noise. To the Lord, everybody say, "All ye lands." All ye lands. You know, I said, "All ye lands." It doesn't matter where you're from. Oh, well, well, that's not my personality. You're right. You well, know, Michigan State, not Michigan State, Michigan fans, right? I heard y'all down here. Let your favorite team win a game. Uh huh. Let publishers carry the house. Knock on your door Saturday morning. They shouting already, pastor. Uh-huh. You look at, oh. You start getting your preacher voice on. Right? Getting all quickened because you see zeros. commas. Uh-huh. Well, if, I, if I'm going to praise God, hallelujah, it's not going to be worse than how I praise him. hmm can I get? I know I might be stepping on some corns and bunions this morning, but hallelujah. You've got to give God praise more than anything that you honor and shout about here on earth. I'll give Him praise, hallelujah, more than I'm thankful for a raise. I'll give Him praise more than I'm thankful. For, didn't say, if you're extroverted, give him praise. If you're introverted, it's okay. We understand. Shut up. No way. Hallelujah. It said whether you're quiet-natured or whether you're a loud mouth, whether you're boisterous or it's your cultural uh, preference not to be really outlandish or draw a lot of attention to yourself, you're not praising for your attention. You're praising to get his attention. Matter where you're from, care if you're from the south, you can praise him. You're from the north, you can praise him. You're from the west, you can praise him. You from Africa, you can praise him. You from Jamaica, you you better be praising him. I don't care where you're from, all ye lands, open your mouth and give God what He deserves. Hallelujah. Serve the. Now this is a very interesting scripture because it's given us like a blueprint. It's like a, almost like a manifesto, and how we can come into the presence of God and never leave empty-handed. So make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord with. Sadness. Well, you could have fooled me. Some people come to church. Where you going, church? Looking like that? That's not the church I want to go to. Serve the Lord with madness. He says, Serve the Lord. And it's okay to be deep and smile in church. No, no, no. You ain't super spiritual because your face looked like you've been sucking on lemons all day. Serve the Lord with gladness. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. Oh, hallelujah. This is not a chore. This is a privilege. And I get to come before the king to give him what he deserves. serve the Lord with gladness come before his presence so if I come before his presence I can't let them do all the singing I've got to come and do my own singing and the, the Bible always already quantified our lack of tonality it said make a joyful noise so I don't care if I don't sound like a Ryan Jones. I, I, don't, I don't care if they won't let me on the choir. I'm going to still make a joyful noise right here. Hallelujah. And I don't care if it's on beat or in tune. I'm going to make that noise and God's going to smile because it's joyful unto the Lord. Word about what you think. You don't know like I know. Lord it does come for his presence with thee. Bible says enter his gates with what? And into his courts. Free. Notice there's a pattern here that is being laid out for every believer that you can take as a template and how to leave church full Amen. every time. Come before his presence with singing serve the Lord with gladness Enter his gates with thanksgiving into his courts you want to know why a lot of people leave without because they come to church without but if you want to leave with something you've got to come with something in the presence of the Lord Oh, hallelujah. The way you come is the way you're going to leave. And I'm going to make sure when I leave, I leave full. I leave equipped. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. In order to leave with something, I've got to bring something to the table. Now, usually a church this size, Y'all don't have potlucks. But I'm probably far enough south where y'all probably do. And uh, you probably have more church dinners than potlucks. Because, you know, lines can get pretty long. And there uh, be a lot of things on that table that people kind of just walk by. <laughs> and they're looking around, making sure, I know who made that plate make million sure. And try to hide in a little corner table because you know the person gonna come around asking people, oh did you try my Some of y'all know and the ones that ain't laughing But you know in a potluck like the, the the key thing is that everybody's gotta bring something but there's always that one person that comes to the table without. And I understand, you know, people, they can't do things and or they might be intimidated by all the really good cooks, you know, that are around that, you know, they don't just throw a little salt on the greens. They got to put some greasy meat in there. And hopefully it's smoked Meat in the greens. Some of y'all looking at me like greens, Kalaloo. (laughs) Must put something in out of Kalaloo (laughs) man. Make sure they're fried dumpling funny But you can bring something to the table. I don't care who you are, where you're from, or what you got in your bank account. Bring some ramen noodles. Get fancy with it. Serve it raw, throw some greens on it and call it a salad. Some of y'all laughing and some of y'all not. (laughs) But you can bring something. Bless God, you can get a, a, a Walmart bag, go to your freezer and chip off the sides of the freezer and bring some ice. You can bring something to the table. Amen. Now, It's usually the ones that came empty-handed that'll survey and you probably, you know who they are. They'll probably be the ones in the front of the line. Oh, Lord. But here we are, sometimes, the people that get from the dinner table and complain about what they got, if you check it out, most times, those are the same people that did not contribute. Can I say something? You ain't got no right complaining about something that you didn't partake of. You know what? There are people that come to church like that. They'll come and they'll survey the dinner table and they'll they'll pick and choose what they like to eat and then complain about what they got. You can't complain about what you get if you didn't bring anything to the table. God is looking for some people to bring something to the table and you will never be disappointed when you bring something talks about, uh, Luke 17, I believe it is. The Bible talks about 10 men that were lepers and they had a situation and, uh, they didn't even get near to Jesus. They were a far off Bible says they called out to Jesus. They said, Jesus, have mercy upon us. Jesus didn't even get close. He didn't touch them. didn't get close. He didn't even address their current and obvious situation. He just said, Go show yourself to the priest. They had a condition called leprosy, and usually what would happen is in this uh, uh, leprous state, you had to be an outcast from society because it was highly contagious. Bad deal. Usually, people that got leprosy got it because they did something bad or they contaminated themselves in some way. And so uh, they were excommunicated from society. They had to leave their homes. It's just a bad deal. The Bible says that uh, uh, leprosy could even get into the fibers of the walls of your house. Yeah. And in order for you to get reinstated back into your life, you had to get inspected by the priesthood. That would deem you to be now clean because you were no more contagious of what you got. Amen. I thought Rona was bad. Leprosy is a whole other thing. So here they are, 10 men, they called calling out to Jesus. Jesus says, show yourself the priest. They knew what that meant. That meant, well, looks the same. I feel the same, but I got a word from Jesus. So immediately, they were obedient to the word and started heading toward the priest. And as they went, it didn't happen when he told them what to do, but as they obeyed, the voice of Jesus. They began to go to where they needed to go to get reinstated and to get checked out so they can be deemed clean again. And as they went, they saw that they were healed. But one of them stopped in his trap and had the nerve to say, you know what, I'll catch up with y'all. He went back. To where Jesus was. And he began to fall down at his feet. And worship Jesus. The Bible says. Giving him thanks. Good God almighty. He didn't ask for anything else. He was grateful for what he already got. That he probably didn't deserve. And when Jesus saw that. He said hold on, I know I can count well. Where are the other nine that were also cleansed? There's only one that turned back to give. Everybody came to get, but only one of y'all, one out of ten, came back to give glory unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Bible went as far as to Note that he was uh, a stranger, meaning uh, he probably wasn't uh, uh, eth- ethnically connected to Israel, and the, the 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 fact that Jesus pointed this out. Uh, Probably meant that the other ones were connected in their heritage and history and they knew better, hallelujah. But he said, This guy that he, he, he probably doesn't have as much to thank God for, he wasn't his ancestors weren't there when I parted the Red Sea and gave manna and quails, and he, they, he, he, his family wasn't there when I defeated armies on their behalf, hallelujah. But this guy that got less to thank God for showed up to give back. Hallelujah. And sometimes it's the people with the least to thank God for that give the most thanks to God. And in this service, let it not be said that those people that haven't been living for God as long as you got more to give to- Come on. Some of you have been in church generationally. You've got a lot to to thank God for. I'm not going to. Oh, no, no, no. Here he is. Jesus looks at him and said, go your way. Your faith. I call that faith. I call that faith. Your faith has made you whole. Wait a minute. Hold on. I already got healed. You telling me there's more? Where that came from? When those got cleansed that were on their way, that means that the leprosy had stopped affecting their body and so much that they were no more contagious. But when Jesus looked at this one and gave him extra that the others did not get, he said, you're made whole. That means that whatever happened before, if I look at you, I can't tell. The others still had the evidence of what they've been through. But the person that came not to get, but to give. God gave him an extra blessing that he did not realize was there and now he don't look like what he's been through. Hallelujah. God wants to do the same thing right here, right now, but he's looking for somebody that will give God praise and give God thanks and give... Oh, you remain, remain standing. I understand what the scripture says. Then the scripture says, ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. But I also understand that our God is a good father. And he will not withhold good gifts from his children. And the Bible says that he knows your need even before. And he's able to supply all your need according to his... So, if he knows all that and he has all of that, sometimes we don't even need to ask. I know, I know, I know I'm messing with your theology right now, but maybe the best way to ask for something is to give. Oh, hallelujah! And I wonder if there's anybody that'll understand what the Holy Ghost is trying to tell you today as you begin to lift your hands unto the Lord. Just begin to give God the prayer. Oh, hallelujah. Don't ask God for one more thing. Hallelujah. Just begin to praise him. Just begin to honor him. Just begin to bless him and see if God I know you've got a list for God but God knew your list before you wrote it down. He knows what you need and he's a good God. He's able. Come on. Hallelujah. Is there anybody with gratitude in your heart that you're willing to step out of your seat and make your way to this area? Hallelujah. This arena of thanks to give God what he will know. realize there is something that you can give to God that God won't give to himself when you think of those things you begin to understand how you can bless the Lord read those scriptures and it intimidates me because it tells me to bless the Lord but how do you bless the one from whom all blessings flow how do you how do you give something to someone that hath no need and I submit to this church this morning as your hands are lifted and as your heart is presented in the altar that you can give something to God that he will not give to himself but if you give it to him it will bless him it is the praise of his people Will you lift your voice and give him praise? Will you lift your voice and give him thanks? He can't but help but to open the windows of heaven and pour something out on your life because God will not let you outgive him. Every hand lifted, every voice raised. Hallelujah.